0: One is a slapstick take on Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, the other a more joke-driven take on the same story, but with more fart humor. The Nutty Professor, They Remade It.
1: Hi, and welcome back to another episode of They Remade It. I'm your host, Stuart. And I'm your host,
0: Jacob, and welcome back to the show of shows. This is where we do the shows.
1: Yes, we all of the shows are through our apparatus.
0: Yes, in my luxurious, upscale New York apartment.
1: In my villainous-style blimp over the Serengeti.
0: <laughs> what are you gonna do over the Serengeti? There's nothing. There. I don't
1: know. It's, I'm, that's where I am right now. It's a blimp. It moves. Are you poaching? <laughs> No, maybe. Shut up.
0: <laughs> On
1: your way you to Riddersveld,
0: South Africa to collect diamonds from the Groot
1: slang hole. And then I'm going to go hunt the snipe in Paradise Falls.
0: Fantastic.
1: Woo, references.
0: See, <laughs> so you, uh, you know what? what? What have you been watching this week? These weeks? These, these weeks. weeks? This bi week? This Fortnite? This past double week that we had?
1: Who fucking knows? Um. <laughs> <laughs> um but, but yeah for movies uh i've not watching a whole lot there's one I, I, i've watched three that i can think of i'm sure there may have been one before but i've been in and out of the house a lot it's a very confusing time these days um let's see sounds confusing
0: yeah
1: <laughs> yeah for confusing how's this i saw um you know the charlie and the chocolate factory with, with you know uh johnny depp and everything right not willy wonka right right, right um did a drinking game to it along with my girlfriend that was a lot of fun (laughs) uh the movie wasn't great but you know (laughs) yeah i really
0: don't want to do that on this show because i don't know that i i don't know that i like either of those films
1: i like i love the first one but i really i don't really know if i want to do that one either plus that one's that's a low-hanging fruit if there ever were one (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, sure we'll you know, do it we've...
0: someday, just because it's there. But like, I, I don't know. Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka always depressed me, and Charlie and the Chocolate. Like, I saw that in theaters, and it, it's it always creeped me out because of how sterile it is. Like, I guess yeah. I, I understand because it's a factory. Things probably need to be sterile, but everything is white and chrome, and ugh, I hate it.
1: Yeah, it just it just rubs you up a, a wrong way. It's mm-hmm. just weird, but um. Second one I watched. Went to the theater. I did end up. I you know, despite my better judgment, I went with my girlfriend. uh, We went to see the new Lion King movie. Sucked to my to my opinion. She really loved it because she loves the original. But yeah, like the whole thing. People saying it's like they don't seem animated. It's really lifeless. That in fucking spades. I just it's so dull. Like I still remember you know many a heart like a tear filled heartfelt moment of. moment when Mufasa died for my little you know temp like my little timid soul and like when it happened in this one I was just like I don't feel shit like this doesn't feel real (laughs) like it's just like there's no emotion and the fact that everything is CG'd like everything the environment the fucking the animals and everything and I'm sure they based it off of you know real life locations and everything to get the basic models and all but it's just from the very first moment when like it first (laughs) starts playing circle of life I'm just looking at it thinking, why didn't they just do, like, B-roll footage from planet Earth to show all these animals moving towards this rock? Like, it would have looked great. Instead, we have to see these non-realistic birds coming out of this non-realistic water, and these non-realistic elephants coming towards the screen non-realistically. It's just the entire thing. I literally had a thought earlier today, you know those... um, like, the later iterations of, like, the Air Bud movies where he started having puppies and they just a- put on blatantly animated mouths onto, like, real filmed animals and everything to make it look like they were talking. That would look better. Yeah. That genuinely... Buddies, it looked, space buddies. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's just... And, the, the like, the whole big thing of it is, you know, they went to all this effort to have photorealistic animals and everything. They don't react like real animals. Like... There's so many moments where the lions are like chasing a bug or chasing like a cr- creature of some form, but they look so like slow and stilted compared to like how an actual animal would move. It's just like this just feels weird and worthless to do it like this. It, and I, a, and can you feel the love tonight? Was during done during the day? It's like you cannot fuck that up. <laughs> can you feel the love today? Can you mid, feel the love in the afternoon? Yeah, can you feel the love this afternoon, sir? <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: can God you feel the love post-brunch? I I did see, because you were mentioning the all-CGI CG, all thing, I actually did see something that was uh, posted somewhere online uh, where John Favreau, apparently uh, there is one shot of the sun rising I get it's probably during the oh, circle yeah, of life it's that the very
1: it's the opening shot that is the only one <laughs>
0: that, that is not CGI and they just did it to see if anyone would notice
1: it's jarringly noticeable they're like oh <laughs> do we do it do so anyone yeah <laughs> we seen- fucking noticed asshole <laughs> Are you kidding that's me? That's what I've
0: seen from everybody, is that, yeah, we know... I, that's probably why the story was published so soon after it happened, is because, yeah, people noticed. It's,
1: it's like, no shit. Like, I knew for a damn fact. It's like, that's why I was so disappointed with the rest of it going by. I was like, oh, cool, they're actually doing, like, real shots to supplement things. It's like, nope. <laughs> it's just CG the whole way through. It's an animated... This is an animated movie.
0: <laughs> that completely floors me how bad these Disney remakes are doing. And, and... Uh. Yeah, it, it, I have seen okay I haven't seen Lion King I haven't seen Aladdin I heard it's also bad uh Beauty and the Beast was bad
1: I personally like Beauty and the Beast just because of the visuals but otherwise yeah
0: I think things are like way over designed in that mood we'll talk about that someday I'm sure um
1: <laughs> but Jungle Book I loved the Jungle Book remake Oh yeah Jungle Book was awesome they could have done anything like and also directed by John Favreau actually exactly. they could have just done that It's like but nope like fucking ugh. I don't know. It's just... it It's definitely on the shit list for me, that one. Um, but then the oh, only yeah. other one I watched... Um, I watched, I watched the, the sequel to Da Vinci Code, uh, Angels and Demons. Uh, oh, no! It was fine. Like, you know, it was not as predictable as the other one. But, like, you know, it was just like... There was a lot of moments where it's like... This is circumstantial evidence than anything. Like, there's a big thing near the end, like, there's a whole thing where these k- people are being branded with, like, these symbols involving, like, biblical imagery or some bullshit. Um, and they wondered why one guy, his thing was branded upside down, and that meant that he immediately meant that means, oh, it means St. Peter, because St. Peter was crucified upside down, and that led them to, like, a super crucial location. It's like, fucking... <laughs> it's what if like, they just fucked up? I mean, <laughs> it's like... like, oops! That's yeah, it's like, it's cool seeing it's like it's cool seeing you know the kind of connections they can make in like even if they're kind of vague because they're based off like real locations and real statues and artwork and that sort of thing but you know there's a certain point where it's like this is circumstantial at best people and so you know it's it was fine it was it was i i was enjoying my dinner and a beer at the evening i was like you know what let's, let's watch this i like tom hanks um ewan mcgregor's in it as well he's really good um so you know it. It turned out pretty good.
0: That's that, good. I'm glad that you enjoyed it.
1: That yeah, at the that end one, of the day, that that's what's most important. That one Skarsgård guy is in it. He's like a minor character. I can't remember his first name.
0: Oh, I know exactly who you're talking about.
1: I can Yeah, like the like the I've Swedish right guy. Now. Yeah. Yeah, he's really awesome. good. He's like, good. He was like a character in Thor.
0: Now that I have absolutely no comment on.
1: As right, we discussed enough.
0: before, I haven't seen Thor.
1: Yeah. Well, there we go then. But yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's all that I can remember. If it was anything else, it wasn't significant enough to keep in my head. All right. Not
0: bad. Not bad this time. What?
1: Yeah, I've been trying to keep up with it a bit more.
0: What about you? Um. So I stepped it up this time around. Stepped up my game, because the last few have been pretty low for me. Like, one thing here, two things here, internet things. Um, Right, right, right. So firstly, I went through and watched uh, a lot of Twilight Zone episodes, which... I love that show. It was essentially a revisit, because I had heard through the grapevine that it was on Netflix, and I remember watching episodes of the Twilight Zone on Netflix like five years ago, but at one point in time, it seemed to disappear. I don't know if it left or what happened, but I assumed it had been taken off. So either it's back or it just disappeared <laughs> for me. Um, well,
1: well, but is it back on there right now? Oh, yeah, definitely.
0: Oh, that's awesome. I'm going to
1: watch it tonight after the review.
0: <laughs> so, so I've been going through and watching a ton of those because I love The Twilight Zone. They have tons of great uh, character actors, comedic actors, Shelly Berman, Art Carney, John MacGyver, William Shatner, of course. Um... And uh, some of the episodes that I watched actually had people that we've ended, uh, we've covered on this show before, like uh, John Fiedler and Sterling Holloway and J. Pat John. O'Malley, uh, all of whom were in Disney films that we covered. Uh, of course, right. Everyone's yeah, in the, Disney I, now. Every single living human being is in Disney. It's all encompassing.
1: United States of Disney.
0: I'd be fine with that. Um, but I wouldn't. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> I'll I'll
1: say it. I, I wouldn't be okay with that. But continue.
0: <laughs> get bent. Go enjoy peanuts or whatever the hell it is you like. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't hate the peanuts. I mean, um, like whatever. <laughs> but yeah, so, I've, so I so I I went through. It was like a two day period. I was watching episodes here and there, and I'll probably do some more here soon. I definitely haven't been through them all, especially like season four and five. I have barely touched um outside of that i watched spider-man homecoming i think i mentioned on the last show that we did like on the show that i had it in front of me and i was gonna watch it after the show and i did how was that i enjoyed it and i like it more than either of the other ones really wow i yeah i do i mean sam Sam is, like we discussed it's fun it's it's a fun film to watch Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean I think that it's like good necessarily.
1: Yeah, I think Homecoming yeah, no, is good. Like, yeah, like it's like like it kind of has the nice mix of both of the original ones, where it's like it has the funness of the character and also like the competency of like an actual studio.
0: <laughs> oh, definitely. Uh, the the one thing problem I have with it, I have seen Avengers and I have seen the first Iron Man, and so I know Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark is kind of aloof, and he's, like, the sarcastic, like, yeah, this, this, that, I'm a businessman, blah, la Great impression, I know. Um, yeah. But he seems particularly upset in this movie. Not even when, like, Peter Parker is doing something stupid and he has to scold him. He looks like he just does not want to be in the film.
1: Uh, yeah, that you get that impression in the last few films.
0: Yes. I guess that, I mean... It's it's the thing with him and with uh forgive me, people. I don't watch Marvel really. Uh What's his name that was Captain America? Where they were just oh, like, yeah, we're uh, done with uh, Chris this character. Yeah, Chris, Chris Evans. Uh, yeah, Chris They're Evans. They're like, yeah, we're done with the characters. So
1: yeah, I mean, you know, that's like that's still totally, like I'm totally, yeah. He definitely had kind of not necessarily phoned it in because like I I think he's a great actor in general, but like by the end, his character had gone through like eight arcs and so at this point it was just becoming this has gone from like a loof asshole to aloof psychopath in a lot of ways so this just needs to stop
0: yes every time he's like i'm gonna talk to mr stark i'm like please don't i don't want to see him
1: again and they're they're totally turning him trying to turn him into another fucking mr stark with all these newer movies like i apparently at least at least from what i've seen of the newest movie it's just like they're totally just trying to be like Oh he's totally like Iron Man He's smart because of Iron Man It's like no he's smart because he's Peter fucking Parker Marvel. Jesus. <laughs> He's smart because he was always smart Yeah it's like stop fucking I want to be done with Iron Man Stop reminding me of him please That's I why he the first used to get Iron get bullied. Man. <laughs> yeah I loved the first Iron Man It was cool It's over <laughs> uh, But that's uh, and that's a whole other debate for another day I'll, I'll leave that one at the, at the fucking door Yeah
0: and um yeah. Uh, uh, Why am I blanking on his name Michael Keaton as the Vulture is great And that leads me into the next one I watched which was The Founder
1: And Oh yeah I've I've only seen Like the first little bit of that how is it I really liked that
0: Too huh. uh, Not really a lot of bad stuff I watched this time around
1: um, I mean like we were allowed to watch good shit I of, mean, I of course I mean you know I inadvertently didn't But you know
0: You tried yeah. Well, you went to go see Lion King in theaters. I don't know if that's really true. I was
1: I was with my girlfriend. <laughs> we were having a good time. It was a it was a Eden uh, theater, so you know. Oh well, that's nice. I got to go have a milkshake. Alamo Theater is really cool. <laughs>
0: um, but uh, uh, I don't know what it is here recently within these past couple years. With uh, I don't know between the founder and Spider-Man: Homecoming and Dumbo, which I saw in theaters here recently. But Michael Keaton has been getting a lot of antagonistic roles. Here recently, and I think he's nailing, nailing them, like, every time. Him and Danny DeVito are the best things about Dumbo.
1: Wow. Yeah, he's like, he is a freaking great actor. I really do think it was after, you know, Birdman, which was kind of the perfect encapsulation of of that kind of shift. Like, you know, character, like... Michael Keaton himself is like oh he's he Batman And then wanted to do more serious shit And then as a result is doing more serious shit <laughs> Yes
0: you are no longer Mr. Multiplicity You, you are now the bad guy And yeah. you know what I'm fine with that Also uh, Nick Offerman was great In The Founder uh, Oh yeah I didn't honestly realize that it was even him Until he started talking Because he was really da- like this downplayed character He's one of the brothers uh, you said yeah. you saw the opening, so I'm sure you know. But oh, yeah, yeah so I he, at least know that far. He's sort of soft-spoken because he has his head in the restaurant business until they go out to eat and he starts telling their story. And from there on, he... Out of the two brothers, you think the other one is going to be the main focus. But soon enough, it's like, this is Nick Offerman's game. And every time you see a scene with the brothers in it, th- th- the really talking one about... he-, he, like, has nothing else to say after the first ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It is all Offerman like losing his mind at all the things that uh, Keaton's character uh, Ray is doing.
1: Yeah, because like the most I know uh, is that like, that, that guy ends up fucking him. Yeah, the most I know by that is that he ends up fucking him over, cause, like because of the isn't like the name royalty rights or something.
0: Uh, pretty uh, pretty much so. He basically backs them into a corner, and one of the brothers has a heart attack because he's so pissed. Um, Jesus. So he essentially... He buys them... He buys them out. And they do get a couple million dollars for it. But essentially... Like, based on the empire that McDonald's was, they essentially did get screwed.
1: Um... Yeah. Which, you know... That kind of... There's America. Yep. That's... Uh, the American dream. Yeah, of, of someone. To American create dri- a monopoly. Yeah, the American dream is built on the American nightmare.
0: <laughs> I have American nightmares all the time. Um... <laughs>
1: Five O's there. <laughs>
0: Speaking of American <laughs> nightmares, uh, continuing on the best picture thing that I've done like twice this year, uh, I rewatched No Country for Old Men. Ooh, uh, Tommy Lee Jones is like the star of that film.
1: Yeah, <laughs> honestly.
0: I know he's one of, like, four ongoing intersecting stories, but it really is about him. And that's not some big revelation. The title, like, gives it away. This is, even though he's not center stage for the whole thing, this is, like, Tom, this is Tommy Lee Jones's story. Right. Um, This old sheriff that just, he has to deal with all this, he's so jaded and he just wants to get out of it. Um, yeah.
1: It's like, nothing makes sense anymore,
0: Jesus. And, th- and I, I think those are some of the best parts of the movie and Javier Bardem is great. and whenever you see a scene from the movie online, it's always with him in it, either him icing his wound or him walking through the hotel with the gun or him cornering Woody Harrelson. It's, it's always stuff with, with uh, the Anton character. and he's great. I, I saw that psychopath study where it's like we uh, psychiatrists anal- or criminologists or something studied a bunch of movies and his is the closest to being an actual psychopath. Uh, wow
1: So That's, I get, that's really cool
0: Yeah he he does a great job But I think that Tommy Lee Jones like People tend to forget that he's even in the movie
1: Yeah that's, that's true Because all, all of his scenes are You know all the scenes with like The actual introspective And outward out Outrospective you know pros, Like actual themes of the movie And then it's just like Oh yeah There's, but then everyone was like Yeah 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 ooh action Yeah <laughs>
0: Exactly, which which I yeah. Guess, Tommy, which I think, Tommy is which I'm pretty never su- in the action. He's always, right. like, there after the action has happened.
1: Which I'm pretty sure I think is the point. <laughs> when right. you get right down to it, it's like the entire crux of the story. Which, I need to go back and read the book. I'm sure the book's amazing. And it probably focuses on more of that character.
0: Oh, definitely. I, I should read it, period. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the last thing I watched, which I think will be a perfect segue into what we're talking about today... Um, oh boy! You know, I didn't watch Oceans eleven. I didn't watch Oceans twelve or thirteen. Uh, I didn't watch any of the follow up Spider Man films. Not two or three. I did, however, watch Nutty Professor two: The Clumps. Um, <laughs> just because it was like on. Uh, okay, <laughs> I mean, fair <laughs> enough.
1: I'm guessing um, you saw that one after you would watch this one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh I don't like the title. I think it's misleading and it's a lie. Uh the his fam Eddie Murphy's family, we'll get into this later. They appear in the film slightly more than they appear in the first film. They are not heavily involved with the core plot. There's a like a B story involving the dad and the mom having relation problems, but that is it. It has like huh. nothing to do with them. The title is a lie. It's it's just a lie. It's like that Snow Dogs trailer, like wrong, misleading. Uh, that's literally all I have to say about that. Also, uh, I don't think the movie overall is that terrible, but they have some really cringy stuff with the with a giant CGI hamster that shoots like turd pellets, and the dean of the college, like those two interacting, and it's not fun, not a good
1: time. Because of um, course. <laughs> That, anyway, that poor anyway. actor, he's been that poor actor who's been he's been in all the weirdest things like that and like that one Larry fucking. Miller. Yeah, that one like Disney Channel one about that dude like leaving school but screwing people over and everything. I don't know. I don't even
2: know what that is. There's
1: there's but... there's I don't I don't know. It's been a while. I just I remember just seeing the <laughs> commercials for it all the flipping time. Well, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway. I think we should get right into it then. <clears throat> yeah, we probably spoiled what we're watching.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, the nutty Prof- if you didn't see it when you clicked on it to watch uh, to listen, it's uh the Nutty Professor with Jerry Lewis and Eddie Murphy, not at the same
1: time. Roll synopsis.
0: Starting off we're going to do The Nutty Professor from 1963. So Professor Julius Kelp, played by Jerry Lewis, is a little wiener who teaches at a university and one day blows up part of the school. The dean, Mortimer Warfield, played by Del Moore, is angry at him and tells him not to do it again. Next day in class a jock bullies him in front of his class so Kelp decides to get buff. He goes to the gym but after a wacky montage it's revealed he doesn't have what it takes to get buff. So he invents a formula to give himself muscle. This turns him into a suave, cool cat that he identifies to be Buddy Love. He uses this newfound charisma to pursue student Stella Purdy, played by Stella Stevens, at a local kid hangout, the Purple Pit. Stella hates him, but finds something alluring about him that is hidden deep down. Buddy plays jazzy tunes on the piano, much to the wonderment of everyone there, and later is talking to Stella about how much he actually cares for her. Unfortunately for him, the formula begins to wear off, and so he flees. As it turns out, this happens constantly, much to his dismay, and we get to see Buddy peeking through while Kelp is teaching, and Kelp peeking through while Buddy is out at the night spots. At a planning committee for the student prom, all of the students tend to agree that Buddy Love should be the musical act. The dean, not knowing who he is, agrees to meet with Love, which happens in a short comedy scene later in which the dean agrees for him to perform. However, Kelp has to chaperone as well. Whatever will he do? Never mind. He just decides to go chaperone and then takes a small amount of the formula to turn into Buddy for the performance. However, he turns back into Kelp and gives a speech to everyone at the prom about how sorry he is before he leaves backstage. Stella meets him there and says that she loves him the way he is. End of movie. Wrong. Just wrong. He's teaching in class and in comes Kelp's father, transformed by the serum, whose recipe was sent to their house for safekeeping, and Kelp's mother. Kelp's father tries to sell the formula to everyone, the dean comes in and says it's a gas, and Kelp and Stella then run away together. The end. And now on to 1996's The Nutty Professor. Professor Sherman Klump, played by Eddie Murphy, teaches genetics at Wellman College, when one day a ton of hamsters from his lab escape and swarm the campus. Dean Richmond, Larry Miller warns Klump that it should never happen again, and it is revealed here that the hamsters are experiments, with the experiment being genetic alteration to eliminate obesity. Later, after his lecture, he meets graduate Carla Purdy, played by Jada Pinkett Smith, and is instantly smitten, even going so far as to ask her out after a particularly awful dinner he has with his family, all of which are played by Eddie Murphy, except for the child, played by Jamal Mixon. And she agrees, with them planning to go out to a club where students often go after school. At the club, an obnoxious insult comic named Reggie Warrington, played by Dave Chappelle, insults Sherman to such an extent that he's finally fed up with being obese. He tests his serum on himself and immediately loses a vast majority of his weight. Excited, he goes out on the town and eats a lot, gets new clothes, and goes to the gym, I guess because he can. Adopting the new identity, Buddy Love, he proceeds to invite Carl out to the same club under the pretense that it was Sherman's idea and that he is in town helping the professor out and that he knows all the professor's research. It's at this club that Buddy Love decimates Reggie at his own insult game. After he begins to change back, he rushes out of the restaurant, leaving behind his, or rather Sherman's, credit card. Sherman's assistant, Jason, played by John Ailes, also happens to be at the club, spots this, and chases the man down, claiming he is not Professor Sherman Klump. He gets into Buddy's Viper, which he pers- purchased on Sherman's faculty account, and witnesses him changing back into Sherman Klump. They get into a car crash, and Klump must be pried out of his new car by first responders. The following morning, Dean Richmond informs Sherman that he will be meeting at the Ritz with business- businessman Harlan Hartley, played by James Coburn, to explain his serum and that he is to show up or else. Sherman does go to the Ritz, but is Buddy on a date with Carla. Upset that Sherman hasn't shown, Carla asks Buddy, who, as said before, claims to know all of Sherman's research, to give the presentation for him. He does, and Hartley is so impressed that it causes Richmond to invite Buddy to the alumni ball in Sherman's place. In doing so, Richmond also proceeds to fire Sherman the next day, informing him that Buddy has his job now. Deciding he's fed up, Sherman dumps all of his serum out and instead goes to drink a can of his diet shake only to realize that Buddy has replaced those with the serum as well. He turns back into Buddy, knocks out Jason who is trying to help him, and flees to the alumni ball. It is here that Buddy will drink a large amount of serum to get rid of Sherman for good. Jason arrives somehow to stop him, which gives Sherman time to start fighting Buddy back. He turns back into Sherman, apologizes to all of the audience, and Carla and Sherman share a dance. The end. At least until the sequel. At least until the sequel with giant mutant hamsters. Hooray! Or a singular giant mutant hamster. Excuse me.
1: <clears throat> I mean, like that's more than average, so I guess you could say multiple. <laughs> it's like, it's like you know, you could say multiple. Who else is gonna, who's gonna go watch it? <laughs> me, clearly.
0: <laughs> um. All right, so let's <laughs> again because I haven't had enough talking yet. Uh, let's do full circle yes, real yeah. quick. Alright, so relatively short one this time around, and all of them are for the 1963 Jerry Lewis Nutty Professor. No connections to the 1996 one as of yet. Surprising. Uh, a- kind of, actually.
1: I'm but, surprised. It's, it's weird that we haven't done anything involving Eddie Murphy, honestly.
0: Yeah, I can't think of a lot of stuff that's been remade with him, though. I get, I, I mean, Dr. Doolittle, I guess. I don't True. Know. That's something we'll need to look into, I suppose. Um, First off, though, we have Hanna Barbera voice acting legend Howard Morris, who played uh, Mr. Elmer Kelp, Julius Kelp's father, in the 1963 Nutty Professor, and who was also the voice of Gopher in the Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh (1977).
1: Oh yeah, I thought I recognized that guy.
0: <laughs> yep. We have Buddy Lester, who played the bartender who was knocked on his ass in 1963's Nutty Professor, and he played Vince Masler in 1960s Ocean's
1: Eleven. That's it. That's where I recognized him. I saw him, and I was like, "I know this guy." He yes, wasn't we... in any. He wasn't in any of the more Scorsese films, was he? It's films, as if we've watched more than one. But still, he seems like a Scorsese type. No, we've definitely seen him before. That that was it. Damn.
0: And finally, in two uncredited appearances, we have Murray Alper, who was a gym attendant in 1963's Nutty Professor, and who also played uh, the deputy uncredited, of course, in 1960s Ocean's Eleven. So.
1: Huh. The dude's really doing well for himself?
0: <laughs> in the 60s?
1: So. I mean, yeah, That's I'm it, those, those are our three. Alrighty. It's a nice little, nice little quick snippet. Yep, so where are you taking us, Conductor? Oh, oh where to start? Well, this is the first, like, As I'm sure, I don't know if we've mentioned it or not before on the show, but our group seems to have at least a love-hate relationship with Jerry Lewis. Not for any, like, real reason. I think it's just because we watched a whole lot of Animaniacs one year or multiple years. I don't know. It seemed like it went on for a while. And he's often, you know, lambasted in it. And so it's just a lot of impressions have been done and that sort of (laughs) thing. And this, honestly, is the first time I've ever seen him in, like, a movie. And I'm like, I'm not a huge fan, I'm going to be real. Like, it's... I don't know if it's just, like, that style of comedic character in the 60s in general or what, but, like, just the way he was... It's just... It, it, it. That just style of nerd-type character just really starts to grind on you after a while, where it's like, we're just going to see this going on for a while, aren't we? <laughs> like... I, I, <laughs>
2: I gotta yeah, say, like, I'm
0: not a huge fan of it. I'm not a huge fan of it either. Um, I'm wondering if it's because it's like a... Re- I mean, Jerry wrote it along with someone else. I don't have their name written down. Shame. But he, he wrote and directed the movie, so I know he does have some say in it, but I've seen stuff with him when he was, when Dean Martin was his straight man, and I think that they can be pretty funny together, so I know Jerry Lewis can be funny. But in this I I was not uh I wasn't buying into it. I wasn't I wasn't laughing, I should say.
1: Yeah, not a not a good solo act on that one. Like yeah. it's just yeah, that really yeah, that was really the kind of the crux of it. Like, you know, this is a pretty overarching opinion of it, but I didn't I really didn't laugh a whole lot at the first one. If any if any at all. I don't know I think about it. It's like you know, and that might just be the fact that, you know, I'm sure it was a trendsetter for a lot of comedy tropes. It was probably, you know, stellar at the time. But it's just, it's just a certain point where it's like, you know, pantsing and shoved into locker type jokes and everything, where it's like, I've seen cartoons do this better, you know? (laughs) It's just, it just, it gets kind of, kind of old. Like, compare that to, you know, Eddie Murphy's show. It's like, Eddie Murphy's a delight. I mean, I'm sure he's probably a dick in real life, but, you know, all of his movies, I, i have you know fond enjoyment of it's just he has a lot more life to him even like playing it like playing it up with the whole fat suit thing which i thought was an interesting choice for like the differences in the character like on the one hand make him just like straight social outcast the other case just make him fat which like i guess also makes him a social outcast in a way but still like it just seems kind of like a Dumbing down of the concept, which I guess is fine for it. It's a '90s family yeah. movie. I can't, I'm not about. I'm not about to be like, oh, they 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 took away the significant, meaningful events of blah, 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 like cinema sins bullshit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right here, I, you
0: can see Eddie Murphy does a jumping jack. I don't think he would do that in real life. Minus one point. <laughs>
1: uh, uh, but. Uh, you know, it was definitely more animated. I, I enjoyed that. I, I definitely actually had a few laughs. If all, my most laughs were in the the bloopers at the end, though, which is always interesting.
0: Yeah, those were. Yeah, the, I, I'm glad they included those. I like it when movies have those. That is Especially a trend when, that I wish would Pixar come back. animated them. Disney animated bloopers too. Like, like just straight yeah. Disney. So
1: because <laughs> they just like fuck it. Yeah. Um, that, I wish that were a trend that would come back.
0: Oh I would I would love it but if 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 anyone if anything made me laugh in the 63 and I will admit I did laugh like it's some scarlet letter that I have to wear but um, Del Moore who was the the professor the Dean if you will, I did laugh at him like he had good delivery I think I really liked him Oh uh, yeah I liked
1: him a lot a good little straight act that we desperately needed throughout it
0: Yeah. I, see, because when, say, when they were meeting in his office, when he was meeting with uh, Jerry Lewis' buddy Love character in the office to decide if he should play at the prom, they did this whole Shakespearean thing where he's like, stand up, do the Shakespeare thing, and he starts to do to be or not, and he pulls him down, and he's like, no, you gotta have a crown, and he punches a hole in his hat, whatever. I don't necessarily find the slapsticky uh behind that funny, but... Delmore occasionally, like Jerry Lewis, will be like shouting, at him like, "No, you got to do this." To you. And under his breath, Delmore would be like, "But I'm not finished.
1: I, <laughs> like I still have more to like, do." It felt like you know very genuine ad libbed moments, like which you don't get a whole lot in older movies. It feels like it feels like a lot of line delivery can be kind of stilted in you know some older films. But that he, he did it pretty what felt like real because you know he was meant to be a stilted character.
0: Exactly and Talking about improv, compare that to the 96 one Where Like apparently, even though it's just like Yo Mama jokes, apparently the Eddie Murphy Dave Chappelle back and forth was like Almost
1: entirely improv Yeah, I can see and that it definitely, it definitely seemed like it was
0: Yeah, again, that's just straight jokes It's not even really dialogue But you gotta hand it to, to People whenever, whenever Actors are able to do that and the directors or producer producers will like give it the okay like yeah that's good enough to be in the actual movie like i i can't claim to be able to do that at all
1: yeah the most like i mean the most iconic lines in history were are often ad-libbed like you're going to need a, a bigger them, boat yeah. pretty much everything said by the drill sergeant in full metal jacket um and a, a few other ones i'm missing oh yeah like the the scene in indiana jones where he just shoots the swordsman
0: yeah a lot of stuff is ad-libbed yeah. That, a just, lot of great things are ad-libbed, I should
1: say. But on that like on that note of um like with the joke scene and everything and that just made me remind me of it what the heck was the rating for the Eddie Murphy one cuz they said, there, there's some language <laughs> like I was going through it Oh you mean the it. rating rating I was like well I think it
0: got like a 5.4 uh, on Oh IMD. you know I mean <laughs> like
1: the yeah like the not, not ESRB that's video games like the whatever the film version of that is like the it, MPAA
0: yeah. I don't know. I ha- wait, like, I have it right here. I'm so
1: stupid. Yeah, because, um, like, at least even later on, like, they're they're flinging around shit and everything. Like, I, even in that bit, they, they say, like, just straight-up asshole and all that sort of stuff. Like, it does... It is not clean. Like, I was watching this PG-13. Thing, okay, this is gonna be... This is, What's that? PG-13. Okay, yeah, that, that makes sense, at least. I'm, I'm surprised. I thought it would have been, like, a PG thing. Um, yeah, it's just, like the way it presented itself i assumed it was like okay this is gonna be like a super sterilized family flick kind of thing but it was like no it's like dudes you know shacking up with women and everything like saying all these like saying all this like you know really raunchy stuff and everything which you know god bless him it's eddie murphy doing it um and so was, i was really surprised which i was i i honestly i honestly loved that like it just it felt like a very active movie i felt like shit was happening
0: <laughs> yeah
1: you know, often it was shit that was just weird and just doing that 90s, you know, animation kind of cringy transformation thing of whenever he goes back and forth between, you know, buddy love and himself. Or was just like, it like all the weird like body horror humor stuff where it's like, Ugh.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a little creepy, but okay. And I mean, yeah. and, and he can actually do character like, I don't know him in the Sherman Clump persona is endearing. Nice. He's just got a lovely personality. Eddie Mur- Eddie Murphy as the mother, I think, is a great character.
1: Oh yeah, we have made the joke. We have the Her- yeah, we made the Hercules Hercules joke before. Oh, we've we've
0: done that. We we've probably done that about as many times as Jerry Lewis impressions. To be honest. Yeah, honestly, honestly,
1: and I I for a long time I didn't actually like. I'm sure you've brought it up, but I couldn't actually remember what it was from. And then they did this, and I was like, oh. Oh, you didn't you?
0: Oh, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I like it. It had just been said so many times. I just, I thought it was funny, and like there was a certain point where I was just like, I don't know what's happening, but you know what, this is funny. And then it popped up those. I was like, oh my god, context. <laughs> I have I context. Figured, I figured it was just some inside joke that you and the guys had, you know, before I'd really it met was. everybody, which I'm sure, <laughs> which it was. But I just, I did, I felt bad. I never had the guts to actually ask about it. Oh, <laughs> uh,
0: that's if if we have inside jokes, more than likely they stem from. A, a TV show or a movie that one of us referenced and everyone else thought it was funny. <laughs> That's yeah. pretty well it.
1: Yeah. It's like, it's like random movies and like just for a long, for not as much recently, but like also John Tron, like older John Yeah.
0: Older, slightly less racist
1: John Um, I mean, I'm sure he was racist then too, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, probably like, let's be real. Um,
0: ah, that, I I definitely had somewhere to go for this. Um, Oh, yeah, sorry. No, 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 it's fine. I I just can't remember. I think I talked myself out YouTuber
1: Drama. Welcome back to the YouTuber drama cast.
0: Oh, yeah, that's exactly what this show is supposed to be.
1: This Um, week, James Charles. No, thank you. No. (laughs) Uh, (laughs)
0: Take us on to something while I I try to think of where my head was at.
1: Oh, yeah, like, I was going to continue on in my own, kind of in my own direction, like, because I had brought up, Yeah, i brought up multiple times now that the um, Eddie Murphy version, it's very animated. It's like there's a lot of action going on. And I actually felt compelled to keep watching scene by scene, second by second. But my goodness gracious, did the 63 Jerry Lewis one drag? Like, I know that was a style, that was like a more common trope of comedy, that it just kind of dragged out moments like that. But there were just moments where... You know, I rent this through Amazon, and it just has like a skip ten seconds ahead feature. I would hit, I would skip ten seconds ahead, and like nothing would have changed. I'd have to hit two more (laughs) times, so I have to be like, okay, now I've missed some bit of crucial context, and I have to go back a little. But there are just moments of up to thirty seconds where it's just like going around in a circle, or just like not much of anything happening, or like a very overly long, or like flashback or explanation of something, or just Buddy Love being an absolute asshole like it's just at some point i was just like my god something
0: happened and and we talked i think i mentioned it before the show or maybe during one of our cuts but if they have really long montages in the 63 one there's one that's like it's got to be like six minute a six minute montage where it'll be him in class like and so the genetic structure cool cat will be oops did i just did Buddy Love just peek through, and then he'll be playing at the piano, singing, and he'll be like, eh, "The swankiest Damon Blythe And 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 th- that goes on for and on and on for like six minutes.
1: Yeah, that one. I, and all it's like I get entirely, it entirely. Yeah, I remember that one. I did just I kept hitting the forward button. I was like, "Continue, continue, my God, continue." I'm pretty sure I went through this whole movie in like half the time.
0: <laughs> Not
1: literally, obviously, but like you know, it felt like it.
0: If you speed ran the film, good on you.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just like, you know, I didn't miss anything crucial. My opinion my opinion was, you know, based on the crucial bits.
0: Yep, I mean... <laughs> which, like, it's well also informed. based on
1: the... It's basically, it's also informed you know, by the non-crucial bits, obviously, but, you know, I wanted to be like, okay, I want to get my general idea of this done, then I'll just be like, okay, now let's think about all the other stuff.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, this, this is over. Let's, uh, let's move on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. And, like, I even, and I got through the, the you know, the bulk of it and went through it and everything. And even still, like, this wasn't, like, I've watched, you know, comedic movies. I, I should say, one other thing I've actually been watching, which I actually have, like, whenever I have downtime at, like, a lunch break or something, I'll put on, on YouTube, they have a whole bunch of the, um, like, buddy, um, sorry, not uh, buddy, um, damn it. Uh, buster keaton shorts like a lot of like the oh minute yeah. ones that they would have on there and i'd be watching them it's like I'd, I'd genuinely be laughing they're hilarious it's like it's slapstick you know done perfectly those days and it's just like and i've seen you know more recent movies that were funnier and that sort of thing or like either at least had comedic moments and they just the the 63 professor i didn't think it was that great for putting it all together like it didn't seem terribly well made in a lot of places like you know there's like a joke of early on he'll walk into the dean's office and kind of inexplicably there'll be like some ink stain or soot stain right by the door but then the footsteps immediately trail off it's like was he tracking that with him the entire way there but then it immediately stops like what i don't get the joke here (laughs) or like there's a kind of an unexplained thing where his like Pocket watch like plays the Marine Corps hymn song. Yeah, that was weirdly weird. I... <laughs> like weirdly loud. Which like, first of all, why that song? <laughs> like, I don't think he's served. And like, two, why is that? Is that like a thing? Like, do pocket watches were they commonly? Did they commonly include musical notes and everything back then? Like, or like an in inbuilt music box? But I was like, not that I'm no, aware I don't of. Think, that, like they'd have to have room for the clock <laughs> it's like i don't <laughs> Where I really did the gears go i don't get this joke like it's just like it's just like a random thing they added in for like a bit of a like a shock humor thing like it's like oh i've startled myself oh no it's like it doesn't even pop up that many times it like popped up in the one scene in the dean's office and then like in another scene where he was like looking in some student's library or something i can't remember um but otherwise, it's just like, yep, it's there, and it's gone. Anyway, <laughs> it's just like, I, I don't know. It's just like so much of it was just like like testing the waters with humor, but it's like they've done humor before. Like, and it's Jerry Lewis. He's had he's a had comedic career beforehand, but I don't know. It's just like so often I was just like, this joke just straight up falls flat.
0: Yeah, and it, it, I, I remember too, like, because he opens it to like, clear it out or so oh d- to check the time maybe because it's like how long have you been here and it plays the music and then ap- like five minutes later after the scene where he's getting berated the dean's like so uh does that music play every time you open it? like why so that he can open it again and blare music i i thought it was like an gonna be an occam's razor like it saves him or something like i
1: i didn't get the point of it uh, that's a that's a checkoff's gun not an occam's razor. oh that's what i meant yeah that's what i meant Sim- similar um, weapon
0: A sword of Damocles, if you will, but um, I mean, but there's no there's no point to it.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, and like, hey, you know this this movie isn't without jokes, like good jokes and everything. Like, I love the bartender scene where he has him mix up this like hellish cocktail of like five different liquors or something, and like makes the bartender try a sip of it, being like, oh, that's pretty good, and then as he's pouring it out. He stops midway, at, but like it gets all the liquid out anyway, and then he ends up drinking the whole thing, and he just pushes him over because he had passed out standing up from how strong yeah. it was. It's like that one, that one, that one got one, that one got me. That one I was just like, okay, I haven't seen that one done too often. Like it's a it's a joke I know, but you know, it's not one that's a done not often or b done that well. So yeah, I know that
0: particularly me. from Drip Along Daffy. <laughs> I have no idea what that is it's a Daffy Duck cartoon from I think the 60s where uh, I mean it's it's like a wild west thing with Daffy and Porky like trying to get Nasty Canasta who's this outlaw and Nasty Canasta makes him a drink and he doesn't want to drink it so he gives it to Porky and Porky looks fine so he drinks it and then it like knocks both of them out almost instantly so I've, I've seen like similar variations on that on that before mm. actually I wonder if that was like earlier or
1: later i mean who knows either
0: either way like i that i was just using that as a reference point for yes i'm familiar with that too but i do think that it was done well and i mean the bartender we're we're familiar with him we know
1: that actor he did it well he's a decent actor but um and of course i'm of course (laughs) i'm thinking about it now when i think back on it you know as far as jokes that fall flat there aren't a whole lot of actively funny jokes in the eddie murphy version as well like there are moments that are like comedic but i couldn't really say like you know this was a particular setup joke that i loved like there's the whole thing where it begins with like all the gerbils and everything or something or hamsters being released and like it's causing chaos and everything i didn't think that was particularly funny flies
0: into a woman's mouth
1: goes up some dude's short to simu- like make a boner joke or something like
0: yeah
1: <laughs> it's just like you know, it wasn't really funny, and I don't know what it is about it, but it's like, I still found it more entertaining of a scene than most of the scenes in the 63 version. I think it's just because it's, like, comparatively active, and it's like, you know, there feels like, it feels like there's a bit more, you know, more time and effort was taken to cre- set that scene up and everything, which is just like, okay, yeah, no, this is a fun little set piece, and just moving right along. It's a little cringy, but i right. eh, I take cringy and over dull. And things
0: happening.
1: Yeah. I know that's that will be written on my headstone. It was cringy, but at least it wasn't dull.
0: <laughs> as long as things are, and I mean, unfortunately, the '90s, and I can't blame the movie necessarily. I have to blame the time frame, and and possibly Ren and Stimpy, uh, <laughs> because because that whole era was that was the level of humor that you were getting out of a ton of that stuff. Were not just cringy stuff, but particularly, it's like scatological it's like farts are funny turds are funny like uh,
1: farting is funny which that one still hasn't died off completely
0: yeah I mean I have to point out like the Eddie the nutty professor the Eddie Murphy nutty professor the poster it's it's Sherman Klump smiling and like his body takes up half of the just his torso not even his body takes up half of the poster and it says the nutty professor and the word nutty is right over his crotch like, that was purely intent. Like, I know what they were doing.
1: Right. But even that one's that's at that's least a comparatively joke in and creative.
0: And well, a- well, yeah, there's still creativity behind it. It's just like you said, it can be cringy at times, because it's like, ooh. People found <laughs> this funny, and people still find that type of stuff funny, and I can't really relate.
1: Right. It's like, you know, that's, that's always the worst of it whenever, you know, you and I can't really relate to the general public with that sort of thing, but I'm, I'm on the bet that the general public doesn't necessarily like those jokes. I think kids would, but even then that doesn't last terribly long. Right. I'm pretty sure, like, people don't give, you know, kids and, to a lesser extent, adolescents you know, enough credit when it comes to humor. Like, kids are freaking hilarious. <laughs> Though, I,
0: I mean, true, but um, I, I think when it comes to these movies specifically, I mean... Jerry Lewis is known primarily at this point for his muscular dystrophy uh, telethon stuff that he did. But the film I think he's most known for is The Nutty Professor. And Eddie Murphy, I think the film he's most known for, right after Beverly Hills Cop, is The Nutty Professor. So it's, it's right up there, too. I don't know if it's the premise, just people can relate with it. It's like, I am unhappy in this situation and I'd like to have a better situation. So I think there's relatability behind it.
1: Um Man, I don't. I'd almost argue that his most memorable one is Shrek. Uh,
0: okay. I, I that's fair. I forgot because that's more Mike Mike Myers, and I mean Eddie Murphy is a main character in that film. I guess starring is more so what right. I what I'm thinking of. But I mean, you are right.
1: Right. I can't it's take just like, that
0: you know, away from you. I just forgot that he was in that.
1: It's just like like he's had a a bunch of movies. It's like, it's hard to even say like, you know, he had one particular standout or, whereas Jerry Lewis, it does seem like it's mostly Nettie professor. And plus he's had so many other, like he's had his comedy specials and everything, which are incredible. So.
0: And and that's, I mean, that is true too. It's just Beverly Hills cop. I think most people know because it was like the first film that he was in out after his, horrible snl career which that whole season was horrible it wasn't necessarily his fault right but um it was beverly hills cop and then i don't know coming to america which a ton of people tend to like but it's not talked about all the time and then nutty professor and i feel like a lot of people especially the sequel trading places uh, that's that's fair another one a lot of people don't talk about but he wasn't that i don't know haunted mansion norbit
1: (laughs) He's been in a lot of stuff, my god. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he was in that uh, A Thousand Words where that tree, like, it lost leaves every time he said a word, and when it ran out, he would die. <laughs> I, I don't
2: that know was, that like, one at last, all.
0: I think that might have been the last actual big film he did. Huh. That it's was really... like a decade ago.
1: Yeah. It's like, I don't know that one at all. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, I'm sure he can fucking retire like, well past at this point.
0: <laughs> right.
1: It's probably made enough
0: I do mainly remember that I, I know I saw the movie but I do main, mainly remember it from that Yukino Joe cartoon which was like 10 seconds it's like Eddie Murphy you only have a thousand movies left to make before you die he's like I better make them good ones then and then it cuts to his tombstone it says Eddie Murphy star of a thousand Norbit sequels
1: <laughs> uh, Pluto Nash 2 Oh god. I
0: remember Randy Quaid in that more than I remember Eddie Murphy.
1: I mean yeah, you remember everything but him, it feels like. Pretty
0: much. But yeah, I think we've made our point on that.
1: Um, yeah. That you know it's like, oh yeah, you know, real controversial opinion. Eddie Murphy is very iconic, Jerry Lewis not so much.
0: <laughs> I mean that not, is at at a little nowadays. controversial.
1: <laughs> I mean, well like, nowadays. I-, I mean that is fair. Yeah, it's like, you know, ask the average person walking down the street. It's like, what's your favorite Eddie Murphy film? They'll probably give you an answer. You can ask, what's your favorite Jay Lewis film? They're probably going to say, who? (laughs) It's like, unless they're, you know, of an older age, I'm guessing so anywhere. Like, he did movies? Uh... I thought he just did telethons. I don't know. Yeah, it's a... I just, I don't don't know. I just I... I just did not enjoy him that much (laughs) like like, although i will say there was like one i did like his he had fun reactions every now and again um there's one scene where he's like creepily like looking at uh stella as she's leaving the classroom and like imagining her in like all this like evening wear and like swimsuits and everything and like these like kind of provocative ways it's like like on the first hand like first off fucking creepy. Very creepy. Um, Whole creepy vibe. They did a good yeah, that, good thing in
0: making her a graduate in the remake.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um and then but right after it has like have, he's kind of lost in thought with that one, he has a guy come up right up next to him being like professor, and he just kind of has like a face on him, just like breaking him out of his spell. <laughs> I thought I that well, that one that one really got me. I was, I actually went back and watched it again. I was like okay, that was a really funny face. Just like just the, the the shock and just resignation of his face is like, you know what you were doing, you piece of shit. <laughs> and it's just like sitting like with that student right next to him, just with that, like the student as well next to him, just having the completely unbroken, just like joyous, informative smile on him. and <laughs> Just like not reacting at all. It's just like, hi. It's like, <laughs> you weren't part of a flashback, were you? Anyway, here's your book. <laughs> It's just a shame that the vast majority
0: of what he does in that movie, of why the pr- the professor character is supposed to be funny to an audience, is, well, one, the slapstick, but also, he's a goofy-looking guy. You know, he crosses his eyes all the time, and he has teeth that jut out, it's like, that's not how normal people's teeth are, and... And when I say that, it's not like Eddie Murphy's is so much higher because a lot of the humor in that movie revolves around they're fat and they eat like pigs and they fart all the time. Like, that is a decent amount of the humor. So, I mean, both are at fault for that. It's just the Jerry Lewis one doesn't try to do much outside of that that's funny.
2: Yeah, like,
0: I don't think but- anything that Buddy Love does
1: is funny. I already
0: said that Del Moore is the best part of that Shakespeare th- scene. I find the rest of it.
1: Yeah, like Annoying. that's that, like that's like that's the biggest thing about it, I just realized is that Buddy Love's presence in the 63 version is almost entirely devoid of comedy of at least from on his own part. Like it's pretty much just him being like a chauvinistic dick and just kind of getting his way just through like, either aggression or Stockholm syndrome and and just like not really doing anything funny worth of note versus you know obviously Eddie Murphy just being Eddie Murphy which is like yeah Eddie Murphy's funny yeah.
0: I think if you went back in time to like right before the Nutty Professor was going to premiere in theaters and everyone's like talking oh the next Jerry Lewis film is going to be coming out and you told him yeah for half of the film Jerry Lewis is the straight man I don't think anyone would have gone to see it they would have been like <laughs> what uh, no <laughs> that's not what he does and then they
1: wouldn't yeah. have gone. Yeah, and then the other half of the time he is also the buddy act. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which he's like the on... man to himself. Yeah, which on its own, that's like I'm sure like on its own when that concept was first written, it's like this is going to be a ge- this is a genius idea. And like on paper, it is. It's like what if someone had to play their own buddy act and everything, and so that could have been fun. But just otherwise, it's just kind of as it turns out, he's just kind of flat. Like, it's bad to say that the more compelling character was just the, you know, Professor Kelp, because it's like, it's just kind of an just kind of annoying, versus <laughs> the other guy just being a dick.
0: Yeah, at least he has kind of a personality, even if I want to scream at him, like that, oh, talk about cringe with the 96 one, the 63 one, him dancing at the prom, ooh, boy, yeah. no thank you.
1: Pretty much him just, like, cringe doing... central. <laughs> him doing basically anything, like talking to students or anything, was... Was at least a little cringy. At the very least, Clump was you know at least seemed competent. Like he was an active professor and he had a research division and everything. <laughs> so it's like yeah. okay, yeah, he's actually doing this shit. It's not just like you know there's actually explanations to his work and he's 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 more his you know his flops are more circumstantial and a lack of confidence than anything.
0: Right, and I mean like uh, I don't think anyone hated Clump for being fat. Outside Other of the like Dean. The dean. Yeah. The, even the insult, con- like, that's his job. Like, I, I'll i give you... Okay, I'm not going to bag on you too much, Clump, because you didn't know there was going to be an insult comic here, but, like, that's what he does for a living, so... Yeah. Everyone's, like, cheering when Eddie Murphy, like, comes back as the Buddy Love character and reams him. It's like, I... That guy was just... He got paid to do that. That was his job. Like, why are all these people cheering? Everyone here is an asshole except for Dave Chappelle.
1: Yeah, it's like, yeah, exactly. Which, like, I guess if you if you can sum up a comedy club. I say that as if I have any authority on, like, what comedy club crowds are like. I don't fucking know. I don't know why I said that. It's like fucking whatever. I'm sure comedy club people are beautiful.
0: I've only been to a couple, and they're usually pretty respectful of the comic that's performing. It's like, that's their job. Have I ever been to an insult comedy show? No, I haven't. I don't even know who I would go to. The only one that I, like, knew would be Andrew Dice Clay, who doesn't do stand-up anymore, and Don Rickles, who is dead. So, maybe (laughs) those crowds are
1: different, but... And I think, and I'm pretty sure that, you know, that style of comedy is kind of come and gone nowadays. It's more the... Not necessarily self-deprecating, but, you know, self-flagellating like kind of thing, like the John Mulaney styles, where it's like, do it in a unique way, and also just make it genuinely funny. Yeah.
0: No, I hear that. That makes sense.
1: I think just blatantly insulting people nowadays is just like, eh, maybe maybe not the right thing to do in this climate. (laughs) It's like, mostly because people are crazy now, and they could just shoot you.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and then you'll be dead.
1: Yeah, but which is like,
0: yeah. Uh, although that does uh, warrant, I, I I do think that uh, because I read somewhere that Andrew Dice Clay apparently was the first choice for uh, the role of Sherman Klump. and I uh, wonder first of all, I wonder if a fat suit would have been involved, and uh, I mean, yeah. two, that kind of puts the insult comedy scene in a new light because Andrew Dice Clay was an insult comic, and I wonder if that was the reason that that scene was in there is because Andrew Dice Clay was going to be in the movie it's like oh well he can do a stand up in this scene
1: I mean maybe I mean th- I mean, also like you know Eddie Murphy's done insult comedy before
0: oh yeah I I just wouldn't say that he's known for it I, don't know. Oh, I yeah. think his most famous stand up is probably Delirious and that's mostly like jokey life stories
1: yeah. oh man that one's so funny that's pretty good yeah so so much of this has just been us being like I don't know it was pretty great and then Jerry Loose kind of kind of boring <laughs> <laughs> pretty much yeah. I I I and to be honest what else can I
0: even say about the 63 one? uh the ending yeah that's it what the hell was up with that ending they had a perfect yeah, like- place to stop and they ruined it
1: yeah, they could have just done it with like the the classic style, but it was like, No, let's bring the dad in. He's kind of had this whole flip he's taking the formula thing and I was selling it to people. It's like this is just kind of kinda of weirdly adding on to things. I think like it might have been meant to be like the catalyst for the two of them to run away together or something. Because like, it's like, let's just get out of here. This stuff's gonna get weird. <laughs> I guess like, so. I just don't then, know why
0: they felt they needed a reason.
1: Yeah, it's just like, you know, I think like they're just trying to make it that 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 reeks of, you know, they showed the first version to a film board and they're like, no, we have to have this film where this part where it adds on that they're, you know, now running away together and being happy and not just having this creepy professor student relationship. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, because like that one, uh, like, uh, that's just weird. (laughs) I'm still
0: not a fan of that.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. You know this thing. This this thing has aged like milk in a lot of ways. Yeah, <laughs> I am mean, definitely glad saying. they made
0: her a, a a graduate in in the remake.
1: Yeah, I posted like be have a character with like an actual personality.
0: <laughs> yeah, they tried to develop her, and she teaches. Wait, she didn't teach. She was a graduate. Sorry, I, well, she, I watched... have,
1: she could have been. She would have been a student teacher at least. She did mention she had like you know her like her kids, like her. I'm sure her like her students. So she would. Right. Have, she would have taught I, some. I was
0: mainly getting confused because in the second one, Jada Pinkett Smith isn't in it, so there's a different character that he's seeking out. They probably explained it in the beginning, like well, Carla left, but now I got this Denise character who was played by Janet Jackson, and she did have classes. Because Sherman sit tries to sit in on one, but the joke is he's too fat and can't
1: sit down. Um, Because of cars. Yeah,
0: so I was just getting those confused primarily, but she, yeah, she probably student taught.
1: Yeah, like you know, it's cool seeing. It's actually cool, you know, going through all this. It's like, oh, a character! My God, (laughs) it's so refreshing.
0: (laughs) I didn't think I'd find one this far down. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's like what level are we at here? We're 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 a hundred fathoms by now.
0: Um, I know that I praised the Del Moore, Delmore's character. Uh, how do you feel about Larry Miller's character? I I like Larry Miller as an actor, but I think he he tries to crank it up a bit too much.
1: I am gonna need you to remind me him. Uh, he, he
0: was he was the dean in the remake.
1: Oh, I i thought he was fine like i didn't like you know he was a good you know instigator for he was he was a good like you know vocal uh, vocalization of conflict it's like oh here's a thing that you're the main character must now deal with go <laughs> and so the and, and off and off they go um beyond that like eh like i, I couldn't say it did much like his character's pretty much the same in every movie he's like very outwardly blustering, but ultimately kind of a fop, kind of thing. Uh, but beyond that, it's like it's kind of just—he's kind of forgettable. Yeah, it's, he's one of the few forgettable characters in this. I—that's unfortunate too, because like I
0: said, I do like the actor, but I feel like he—he he tried to chew the scenery, but he couldn't quite get a hold of it.
1: Yeah, if it's, it's, also hard to, it's also hard to be able to chew the scenery when Eddie Murphy's on screen.
0: And when he's like half the cast.
1: Exactly. It's like the the scenery has been taken. <laughs> it's like the <laughs> scenery has been ordered, picked up for takeout, and taken home. <laughs> and devoured
0: by his beast family. <laughs> so good luck.
1: Yeah. But you know, like yeah, like that that's pretty much that's pretty much all I got on him. <laughs> it's it's just I loved the character who played the you know the lab assistant i thought he was actually a really good addition oh
0: john um, Ailes. yeah
1: he was yeah funny. i didn't i didn't expect him to be like you know a as significant of a role and be like actually have a lot of genuinely fun moments and like fun lines and involvement with things so it, like so whenever he'd show when he he first showed back up i was like oh this guy's back that's, that's cool that's fun yeah
0: he's in the sequel too oh nice yeah, so, I'm,
1: like, I think that was a good, you know, extra character to kind of develop things out versus, like, the the random bird that Kelp had that, like, I didn't know what kind of bird it was who briefly at one point turned into a human for some reason.
0: Oh, yeah, it was supposed to be a form of parrot but at, at some point it's, like, mocking him pretty early on, actually, and it transforms into a tiny Moore insulting him just because he's on edge because the Dean just screamed at him.
1: Yeah. So I it's like it a when tiny he was, Dean. I think it was when he was first taking the formula, which also that's another thing. When he first takes the formula, he turns into like a straight, like Mr. Hyde character for a sec where I was like, is this going to be like, I thought I was going into it and I was like, Oh my God, this movie's completely different than I was expecting. <laughs> this is, but what, then... I thought this was flubber. <laughs> like, I thought it was like, I thought it was genuinely going to be a a more, Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde kind of thing, where he literally just turned into a beast character. But then it was like, nope, just the other guy. And I was like, what the fuck was that? Then <laughs> here's the th- here's the thing:
0: as a movie on its own, it's a really strange decision. But at the time, that was played as a big surprise. And and I've read into this. It's because it, it was hot off of the heels of Psycho, pretty well, pretty much. Uh, okay. They even had a tagline similar to Psycho, where Jerry Lewis was telling people. I don't care if you give away the beginning, I don't care if you give away the end, but don't give away the middle. And the poster has Jerry Lewis like in the kooky professor thing. And then at the bottom, the Buddy Love character is a shadow stalking over Stella Stevens. So the whole point was that audience audiences weren't supposed to know what he was gonna turn into or what he was gonna do.
2: Oh, so okay. I
0: get I guess it was supposed to be a shock factor. It's like, oh, that's what this movie is. And so that's why that scene's there, because it's to make you think it's a monster flick. But that's kind of lost now, especially with the remake, because that's not done at all.
1: Yeah, So like, it's hard to it's hard to keep anything under wraps nowadays.
0: Exactly, everyone knows everything at all given times.
1: Yeah, that, that, that's how I got the entire plot of Endgame and decided, like just decided not to go fucking watch it. I was like, I'm just going to look up the spoilers and then be done with it. I watched a 15-minute video, and that was that. <laughs>
0: I got the entire plot of Endgame from GIFs and bottom text images.
1: <laughs> also good. I just, I made a dedicated effort for it. I was like, all right, just like, I need to just be aware of what's going to happen. And this was like a week before it came out as well because there had been a bunch of leaks. Um, and it's like, I was just like, I just want to know what's going to happen because I'm sure there's going to be good Marvel movies coming out after this, but God knows I'm not going to want to watch at least this one. I've lost all. Of and Im- all immediate desire to care. <laughs> exactly. So it's like, you know. You, I, I wanted to just go and look up and who it would be, it would be revealed who is truly Endgame or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Do we finally find me out the identity of Endgame? Who is who
0: is the Avenger? <laughs> who is Endgame? I've had people ask me this for years now, and <laughs> I don't know myself. Oh, I- God
1: yeah he's just like you can't really do that nowadays, which nope. you know I'm fine with. I think I think people make make too much of a deal of that thing, so
0: yeah, and I mean, there's still surprises. it's just it's easier to spoil those surprises, but
1: I mean there's measures all well, right like but it's like you know even with that with the sixty three version, the most shock it could have gotten was just like showing what he turned into, and then after that it pretty much has nothing. Like you know, exactly yeah. It's like here is the big moment. Here's the moment everyone was waiting for, and that's it. At least with like the you know ninety six with Eddie Murphy, it like you know it kept you know evolving on the humor. It kept doing different things and everything. But otherwise, you know, in sixty three it was here's the first buddy scene. This is pretty much how every scene with him is gonna go, and then all the other scenes with Kelp are exactly the same as well. So it's gonna be him. It's gonna be it's gonna be both of them lusting over Stella. Each in their own creepy way,
0: <laughs> and and Buddy and Buddy and Sherman were like two different characters that shared the same body, like to the extent that Sherman didn't remember what Buddy did. Whereas in the '63 one, it, it's not really a different personality; it's still him. It's just changing his appearance and his voice, really. Like, cause he can yeah. say Cool Cat all he wants; it doesn't like change his mind. Like, oh, that's part of my vocabulary now. He can do whatever the hell he wants. It just changes his voice, his appearance. Maybe it gives him the ability to play piano. I don't know if the professor could do that before. He might be too clumsy. But Right. There, so like, there's was, like a stunning lack of conflict either. It's just like, oh, what's this Jerry Lewis character
1: going to do now? Yeah, really, it really did just kind of putter out. It's like there really was no major conflict. It was just kind of him dicking around with this whole thing. And then in the end, he just kind of casually turns back into Professor Kelp. Like, right at the end as he's making that speech. And he's just right. like, all right, that's that. We're, we're done now.
0: Go home. Which is, really, which is really convoluted because I didn't explain it in the synopsis because it's so complex, un- needlessly complex, but he sends a copy of the formula to his parents because he trusts them and he wants them to have it. Then, before the prom, the bird rips up the formula. So he contacts his father to get the formula, but he only has enough ingredients to make a small amount, so he ends up turning back from Buddy into Professor Kelp in the middle of the performance. That's needlessly, you could have just had him turn back in for what, you didn't have to explain all that. There was no reason for it.
1: Yeah, it definitely seemed like, it's one of those older movies do that a lot, where they have to set up a lot of extra scenes just for like one particular, you know, to avoid a one little plot hole later on or something. Whereas, like, movies nowadays don't give a fuck. Um, they're already so convoluted that they can just kind of do it, and no one gives it. No one yeah, really notices.
0: Like, I don't want people but screaming like, on me in the internet in 50 years.
1: Yeah, it's like, yeah, no, no one would care. People would go to see it, and that is the only place they'd see it in the theater if any of them owned VHSs. That'd be a while after that. Yeah. It's like, that really, god, that must, I cannot imagine how much it's it's weird. It boggles the mind to imagine how much the idea of filmmaking would have changed when the idea of this might not be the only time people see this. It's not the kind of thing where you know if it's now out of theaters, you're probably never gonna see it again. <laughs> like, that's why the
0: that's why the Disney Vault was so precious and why they still have the concept of the Disney Vault is because a lot of studios like Universal, Warner Brothers, they didn't go out of their way to keep those film reels. If they had them around, it was just coincidence that they did but disney kept all their stuff and they would like 20th anniversary of bambi it's gonna be in theaters again and no one had it on video there's they're either like i've never seen bambi or i saw this when i was a kid and then they go and watch it but yeah it it was such a different world
1: yeah it's just it's it's so it's so interesting to think back on that because like you really could just kind of do whatever and not have to worry about it (laughs) like nowadays nowadays you have to deal with like you know unfortunately like the like the now misinterpretation of cinema sins like their whole their whole concept like they've even come out and said multiple times it's like we're deliberately doing the nitpicky critic thing like we'll chastise a movie for one thing in one movie and then we also chastise its counterpoint in another it's like that's the right. whole point of course like you know when people are watching that it's like that's probably going to be immediately lost it's like no they're just being nitpicky <laughs> But which, it's like,
0: which would normally be fine I just feel like when the channel first came out I don't remember it feeling that way Which is the only reason I've soured on it a bit It's because yeah, it, feel, it feels like they changed it up They were like, yeah, this isn't getting views Let's just let's turn it into comedy Which is fine, but
1: Yeah, like the original ones were only like five minutes And they literally just point out genuine flubs That would happen It was like, right. okay, here's this thing Here's a, some continuity errors And there's your lot <laughs> So the comedy
0: of being nitpicky was lost on me because I thought I didn't think it was a joke because the first ones were serious. So I thought
1: they were generally being nitpicky, and I was like,
0: "What? That's not a whatever." And then I stopped.
1: Right. So you know, I guess that's that's kind of the problem with I guess media nowadays. Well, like or you know, I guess I should say counter media, which I this would be that and YouTube media in general, Um, just being like we're able to pick this thing apart piece by fucking piece now. <laughs> and yeah. so it's kind of just a bit of an issue. I say that as we do are doing the exact same thing. Um, like, without, with little irony and no shame. Um, but, you know, we're doing it with at least a theme. <laughs> it's not just being nippy, it's how have things changed? It's like, what is the reality of the idea of a remake? And why have people always been doing it? And why is it being... Is somehow more popular nowadays. Who? Who knows? I mean, it's like, you know, I'm sure creativity has run a little bit dry, but shit. Yeah. Like, you know, like, we've been seeing all this other stuff come out. Then You know, the new It movie, uh, Top Gun got its official teaser trailer. Fucking, um, there's a new Scorsese movie coming out, which is um, original at least, but, you know, it's got all the exact same goddamn actors, it's got Joe Pesci, it's got Robert De Niro, it's got Al Pacino, it's like, yeah, this is fucking, it's like, Jesus Christ.
0: Good for Joe Pesci, I can't remember the last thing I saw him in.
1: Yeah, like, in the teaser, he's, like, weirdly subdued. Like, I almost didn't realize it, but I was like,
0: oh yeah, that's Joe Pesci, holy shit. Grandpappy Pesci.
1: Yeah, it's like it's called The Irishman. I think it's Oh, I I did see
0: the trailer for that, you're right.
1: I think it's meant to be, like, the story of the guy who shot Robert Kennedy or something.
0: Yeah, that was on, uh... I I saw that on IMDb earlier today, actually. Yeah. It was featured, the trailer was.
1: Um, Yeah. I mean, it looks cool, but, like, at the same time, it's just, you know... It basically feels like a remake. It's just Scorsese doing Scorsese. Yeah, it's a shame
0: that, like, Rocco's Modern Life is a TV show, because that, uh... That uh, TV movie's coming out soon, too. Like, everything old is new again.
1: Yeah. Zim, Invader Zim's getting a thing.
0: Yeah, but I don't care as much about that. Rocco's my favorite Nick show, so...
1: I'm more excited about that. (laughs) I'm sort of excited for Zim. I watched that a little, but, like... I mostly just like that voice actor.
0: Oh, Richard Horvitz is great.
1: Yeah. But, um... Anyways! (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, sorry, Uh, that was meant to just be a yeah it was meant to just be a point on more and more remakes recently but you know it just kind of illustrates our point here it's getting so convoluted
0: which is fine I don't know that I really have much else to discuss regarding these if I'm being completely honest
1: I mean we have shown our I feel at least I personally have shown my hand pretty hard you know I'm sure you might have a slightly different opinion but I I personally prefer the Eddie Murphy one because like I did genuinely enjoy it I might I might watch it again like you know it's just kind of fun Um, if it pops up somewhere and I'm like, you know what, this was baseline entertaining, and I think Murphy's always fun, but it's just God, the the, the 63 one was A, dull and B, oftentimes just straight up asshole-ish it's like, I didn't like either guy, like, I know you're not meant to like Buddy Love, at least not more than surface like on the, like a surface level but like even Kelp, I was like this guy doesn't feel earnest or anything he was all, all but completely undressing her with his eyes kind of like in, the, in that one scene and just all the other moments where he's just kind of a bumbling dick it's just like right. kind of weird
0: and he's really, really annoying. Like I wouldn't want to be on oh, yeah. I wouldn't want to hang around him. Like it's it's the Ferris Bueller syndrome, okay, where the dean calls him into his office because he blew up part of the school. So you should be on the dean's side, but like Jerry Lewis is getting back at this crusty old Dean. He's getting water everywhere and he's making him look like a fool and he's cracking jokes. It's like, no And the This character bar- is also an asshole in just in a slightly least- different way.
1: Yeah. At least Ferris Bueller was also, like, a little charismatic and funny. Even th- in this case, it was just like, no, this guy, like, I have no desire for this guy to win. He's just like, I don't know why he hasn't been kicked out before. He's, he hospitalized people to the point where two years later, he'd, like, a guy still has bandages on, apparently, for it. It's like, what the shit? I, I hate this guy. He's he's killing people.
0: Exactly. And I, I didn't show my hand near as hard, but, I mean, I, I do have the same sentiments as you. I like the... I have problems with the Eddie Murphy one, and it can be a cringe fest at times. Uh, I don't like any of the family dinner scenes. I like members of the family, but I do not like those dinner scenes.
1: Yeah, but, they're, um, kind of, they're kind of pointless. Yeah,
0: but I I, st- I like the movie more than the Jerry Lewis one. Uh, I'd like to note since I have the movies in front of both of the movies in front of me, um, I don't necessarily know what the Jerry Lewis one got. Like how critics reviewed it, it did better than. Eddie Murphy's Nutty Professor, maybe not money wise, but like rating wise. Mm-hmm. But it is worth noting Eddie Murphy's The Nutty Professor, spectacularly funny, two thumbs up. Siskel and Ebert, well, Gene Siskel of Siskel and Ebert. God damn. So it has Siskel's praise,
1: which, like, you know, I've never known how much that, how much I personally value that because it seems like his opinions all over the place in certain cases, but.
0: <laughs> it is, it's just it's just worth noting that like a film critic that has some esteem, whether you agree with all of his opinions or not, also enjoyed right. it.
1: And I think like I think that's one thing nowadays people need to realize more. It's like you need to find critics that you like. Like, that's the point of criticism is like you need to find one with like a similar mindset to you. Exactly. And then you can analyze your media a bit better. They're not meant to all be like to be facsimiles of the same thing. It's like find a thing that you agree with, like just find a baseline movie that like this guy has a very similar opinion. Roll with that, and then look up some user reviews, like or basic normal people reviews, and there's your lot. It's like it's the kind of thing that you know made me not want to go see um the new Godzilla that came out, King of Monsters, because like I'd seen like oh general reviews put it kind of low, but then long after well maybe not long after but. Pretty much right when it was leaving theaters, I started noticing all the user reviews being like, "No, this movie's awesome. What? What the heck?" And I was like, "Well, damn it!" Because yeah. like all the reviews apparently were like, "Oh, you know, there's like there's too much time with the monster fights and everything." And I was like, "What the actual fuck do you think you're in those. here for?" <laughs> it's like, "I are you seriously thinking you want it to be like the first Godzilla where there was less monster and more stupid random plot that no one gave a shit about?" No, fuck you. <laughs> Honestly, fuck you. <laughs> the thing with a critic
0: is, is that you should find a film critic, TV critic, whatever, that has slightly similar taste to you. They won't all be the same because everyone's different. That's just how life is and how humans are. Find someone that has similar taste to you. If they tell you that they think something is bad, go see it anyways. I mean, unless you're inclined to not see it just because it doesn't look interesting, don't... Even if they have opinions that are similar to yours, don't ever let a negative opinion influence what you watch, what you choose to watch. Do let good, like, positive opinions influence that. If, if you have a critic you like and they say, hey, you should check this out, then be like, I'm gonna go out of my way to check this out. But don't deliberately not see something because someone says that it's bad. Because you never know. You could like it.
1: Yeah, it's like, you know. at the end of the day, consume different kinds of media. Like, honestly like go out see a bunch of movies it's awesome just be more informed about the landscape it's just like yeah nothing bad ever came from watching more movies
0: i don't like westerns i like the coen brothers version of true grit i don't like romantic movies at all i Mm -hmm. like ghost like i don't know shutting shutting things out just based on what other people say i it doesn't seem very intelligent if, yeah, if you've avoided w- Nutty Professor <laughs> 1996 because you know that there's fart humor in it or because you don't like Eddie Murphy, I don't know. Give it at least – watch – at least watch some
1: clips. Yeah. You might po- like, like it. YouTube is beautiful, people. <laughs> go, go find some clips. If it's an older movie, just be like, screw it. There's no risk of spoilers anymore. Everything in the world has been spoiled, and if you're genuinely sensitive about that stuff – Grow the fuck up! <laughs>
0: oh, I love that movie clips YouTube page. They post stuff that just isn't theirs all the time. Obviously, uh-huh. <laughs> that's how you like, make the it. money.
1: For a long, for a long time, I watched a, th- a channel that was just about the all the deaths in movies. Where I was just like, okay, I'm just gonna watch this because those tend to be highlight scenes. <laughs> it was just like, but then they ended up getting like their entire library removed from copyright claims. So I was like, oh, okay.
0: <laughs> oh boy,
1: <laughs> it was all like right. a thousand videos. <laughs>
0: So uh, I think that's where we stand with these two movies. Not yeah. huge fans of 63, relatively, uh, ple- I would say pleasantly surprised on my part for the 96 one, because if I ever saw it, I, I was little. I have, I have not cognitively watched this movie up to this point.
1: Yeah, same. Um, so yeah, pleasantly I was surprised I was, by it. Yeah, I thought it was like I was in it for, you know, a very generic '90s movie, but it was like no, it, it pulled some curveballs, and I think that's mostly just on Eddie Murphy's part. But it was like you know this this felt like an original thing. Like they put a good amount of effort in what, into what they were doing, the prosthetics and everything for Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey, what the fuck? Eddie Murphy's <laughs> carry character, Eddie Murphy's character, um, you know, was very good, and him doing all the family members was odd but funny. It was like you know, it's like they, they felt like they gave a shit. <laughs> Exactly, 19. The yeah. 63 version, I'm not saying they didn't, it didn't seem like they didn't give a shit, but it was, like, it also just, like, you know, just, I think it was, it was just a movie not in a prime time of movie making in a lot of cases.
0: Yeah, that's, that's to be said about a lot of yeah. things in that era. Anywho,
1: yeah, the si- <laughs> again, The opinion. 60s were hit and miss. Yeah, the 60s were hit and miss in a lot of ways. Yeah. <laughs>
0: don't let our negative opinion on 63 inform you from seeing it, but do let our positive opinion on 96 influence you to go check out at least some clips from it. That's where my
1: stance is. Shorthand, basically just go watch everything. Fuck what we say. <laughs> um, so
0: I guess I'll take this, um, go right ahead. Do my little thing that I do sometime.
1: Read the social every time. <clears throat> so, yeah. Anytime we have it, it's like, Oh, that's a problem. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Add it remade on Twitter. I'm going to try to do more stuff with that. I know I keep saying that in the past, but I do have an idea for, some, for something. I just have to stop being lazy and go forward and do it. Um, Hooray, proactivity! Yeah. <laughs> go there and check us out on Twitter. Uh, they remade it at gmail.com is the email. Send us suggestions there if you have any uh, praise, though preferably if you have praise. We would like uh, reviews and leave those stars for us on itunes you can find us on most any platform not just itunes we're on Podbay, podomatic iHeartRadio, google play itunes which was aforementioned um stitcher uh things like that you can find us on all those platforms and we get around um, oh yes we do and uh at they remade it uh on that one site instagram uh, which I so- also have another idea for. I've slowed down posting. Th- I for a while I was posting like one thing every two days, but I've slowed down here recently because I'm coming up with something else that I want to do with it uh, to tie to tie it into the show. It already was tied into the show, but I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, I, I have something that I'm planning on doing for it. Uh, so uh, that's that's pretty much all I have for that.
1: Yeah, I'd say that's a that's a. Whole damn episode right there. We waffled a little bit as usual.
0: Oh yeah, we're, we'll tend to ta- we tend to tangent, but that's fine. That's that's all right.
1: It's good to get some personal opinions in there. It'd be kind of a you know dull experience otherwise.
0: Exactly. Yeah, we just, can't just talk about the nutty professor.
1: It's like my God, we'd lose our minds. <laughs> I'd become nutty. In fact, <laughs> like suddenly, so we suddenly gain weight. Oh no. <laughs> Well,
0: I, I mean, guess... Not, not, uh, not, that
1: not that that's inherently bad or anything, I'm just saying. Okay, I was I was
0: going <laughs> to say something, but I wasn't sure how to formulate it. Okay.
1: Um, <laughs> I mean, fair enough, on that note. <laughs> so, want to take I, us out? Yeah, it's like just, as always, I am your host, Stuart. And I'm your host, Jacob. Have a good evening, thanks for listening. Bye. I'm muscled.
0: Oh, i Look at my little Bill. He's a little Hercules. Shall we muscle again? Oh, Hercules, 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 Hercules. Work and work Hercules. Work out.